Hello and welcome to the Foodies Reviewing Movies podcast, the trailer taste test edition. I'm Callie. And I'm Coley. And thanks so much for joining me, Coley. And thank you listeners for joining us as well. Coley, how have you been doing? Doing good. Excited to talk about our movie today. Yeah, we're going to be talking about Pixar and Disney's latest collaboration of Turning Red. It's about a 13-year-old girl named Mei Lin Lee, who is a smart, dutiful daughter that has a flair for dancing to the beat of her own beatbox, as we see in the trailer a little bit. And it's available to stream on Disney+. Plus. It is set in Toronto, Canada between 2002 and 2003. To me, though, it feels like it's straight out of like the 90s due to Tamagotchis being featured and instincts it's gonna be me playing in the in the one trailer and then there's the Backstreet Boys larger than life in the teaser yes (laughs) so they were just collecting everything from our childhoods and shoving them into these movies trailers and teasers and the movie itself so I think that's really cool definitely enjoyed the um just the different inclusions there and the tamagotchi oh my goodness Callie that was such a throwback (laughs) and you've had a tamagotchi before right I have and I was one of those students who just you know would have tried to but unfortunately I was unsuccessful tried to keep it in my backpack during the school day I had friends who were successful in that manner but Mm -hmm. I don't think mine ever survived a full day (laughs) I don't know if I ever brought mine to school but I know definitely during the summer I was very active with it um usually it wouldn't live like super long though life expand was not a great thing (laughs) No, I have been much more fortunate with pets than those electronics. Yes, me too. (laughs) Probably just due to the sheer size difference, I feel like, uh, is a a huge factor. That and also our pets we've had usually are dogs and they can bark at you. So they they let you know. I was more along the lines of those Tamagotchis were so needy. (laughs) Like every so many hours you had to do this or that. Mm -hmm. I've never had a pet once have that many needs. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look, they were just trying to teach the younger generations about responsibility. I know that that's all part of growing up and Mm -hmm. that's kind of what our our movie is about today. Yes, yes, it um, is that kind of that that connection of these elements of she's you know that going through some changes and Mm -hmm. you know turning red is just you know you think of that as that you know kind of that change that uncertainty you know that that bodily reaction of you know just flushing but um, in her case it is so different (laughs) it is it is this is puberty at its most upfront in your face version saying here I am you cannot avoid me and I think this is really it is a great metaphor for the whole step a to step z of puberty we all sort of can turn into monsters due to like our hormones raging and stuff my mother said you know I had a nice seventh grade girl and then she went into the dark hole vortex that is seventh grade and came out a monster Thanks, mom. But (laughs) I just went from being real quiet to actually starting to talk at that point. But yeah, I mean, just all of us go through the bodily, chemical, emotional changes that happen in life. So really quick before we start talking about those, those actual details that we see in the trailer, May is 
waking up one morning and she's a little groggy. Her mom's making her breakfast, which looks adorable and delicious. And she starts to freak out because she looks at herself in the mirror and she is a giant red panda, which if you're going to have to turn into any animal, that's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one to turn into <laughs> is a red panda. So I, I mean, if I were to have to turn into an animal, that's a hard one to pick. You know, Coley, if you were to have to turn into an animal, what one would you want to turn into? So definitely if I was thinking what animal would I want to be versus the one I actually would probably be most relatable to, mm-hmm. um, that is very, very different. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would want to probably be able to turn into a raven. Um, that ability, they're so smart. They're so sneaky. Um, mm-hmm. and I just love all the kind of the things you hear about them with the collecting shiny things, you know, um, (laughs) they're so group motivated. You see them kind Mm -hmm. of teaching the other ones, the things they already know. Studies have shown they use tools and things like that. So they're just really creative creatures Mm -hmm. and I enjoy them. The flying is also a plus. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a great (laughs) mode of transportation and you can get away in a quick instant, which is a good thing as well. (laughs) (laughs) Self-preservation at its finest. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Now what animal, cause you said, oh, well, it's probably, you know, different than the one I'd actually want to turn into. We took BuzzFeed tests and which results did BuzzFeed give you? BuzzFeed is probably more in line with my actual personality, which is it's comical because it's just a, <laughs> just a quiz, but I'm aptly accused normally of being a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what, what traits are they saying goes along with the cat, Coley? They were saying smart and sassy for the cat. I would also add in there, you know, a little lazy, a little food motivated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I feel like that's pretty accurate they're also really (laughs) smart like just cunning you know and you're very strategic with some of like especially don't tell people that Callie look people need a heads up because you can be ruthless (laughs) if you want so (laughs) (laughs) oh um mine also differ greatly I think from the results I got on BuzzFeed versus what I would want to become. So Mm -hmm. I think the animal I'd most want to become is a wolf. I've always loved wolves. They've been one of my favorite animals since I can remember really. Mm -hmm. And I think part of why I like them is because I like dogs so much, but also because they're very social they live and hunt together in a pack. They're very family oriented. The fact that they, they do look out for each other is really, really cool. Also, they run fast. They can hunt things. I mean, you know, I don't want to hunt things, but running fast would be pretty cool. So <laughs> that. That running Callie. Oh no. Well, yeah. It doesn't mean I like it right now. It just means it'd be okay if I had four legs to do it with at that point. <laughs> And then the BuzzFeed quiz that we took. So this one, I I took it twice because I was like, really? Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. I have a couple, I have a couple of questions that I actually would have switched, you know, my answers on. So I went ahead and I took it twice and I feel like both actually are very accurate for me. The first one that popped up was a fish and it's a picture 
of a clownfish like Nemo. And I was like, well, they did get the comedic portion correct. Cause I do like to make people laugh and can be of a bit of clownish every now and then, but you know, the, the details for this, the description is you're unique and creative. And I'm, I'm very much so a creative person, unique. I mean, that's also another code word for weird, which I think I could categorize myself as also. So, <laughs> so I'll take it. And then the other one has more of a, a personal meaning to it. So when I was younger, I would actually go with my grandmother to these strawberry fields down in South Florida. And when we, whenever we would go, there was these rabbits that were there and I would get to feed them you know, the strawberries and stuff. And I really liked giving the white ones the strawberries because then it looked like they had lipstick on. And <laughs> so my grandma would always take me every summer to go to this little strawberry farm. And so rabbits have sort of always held a really close meaning to me for that. Also, over the last couple of years, just dealing with some difficulties in life, as all do, I would find moments where maybe I felt overwhelmed or stressed out and I just needed some kind of assurance. And I would look out back and there would be a rabbit almost every time there would be a rabbit outside. And just the fact that it happened so frequently, I was like, okay, I think this is a sign like it's okay. You know, everything's going to be all right. And it was reassuring. So my other animal they gave me was, well, to put in their, their wording bunny, it's a rabbit. <laughs> and uh, the description for this is you're energetic and sweet energetic. Yes. When I have coffee and sweet, a good one to find this. I just love Callie that when you took it multiple times, you get different answers. Mm -hmm. I tried several different ways and kept ending up with cat. <laughs> so yeah you're unwavering in your feline uh you know presence <laughs> i'm consistent <laughs> yes yes well i mean like i said you know she has a really cute one that she turned into the red panda her family has this whole history of it sounds like pretty much all of them turn into it at some point especially because her mm -hmm. dad says it happened already and she's like what oh that <laughs> moment Callie it was just I'm sitting there like cringing going oh no did yes it. yes it's like well why couldn't you have told her but at the same time you know we spoke about this prior to recording how do yeah. you tell someone that you're gonna turn into an animal no, because that in general, there's so many hard conversations to have, you know, with, with a kid or with different people. There's sometimes no right time. And I don't think there is a right time to tell someone you're going to turn into a red panda. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, preferably one. before it happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like she's some tiny thing. No, she's massive. She's a massive red panda and mm -hmm. it's it's so cute though i'm like eh, it could be worse you know and but i understand why she freaks out because she didn't expect it at one point she's like my armpits smell and just she's you know going through this line of just negative yeah. she's like oh my god i'm a monster and i just i thought a lot of it is exactly how a kid would react 
who was being dramatic and and all that (laughs) and her friend's reaction of I just so heartwarming that they love her how she is they're excited Mm -hmm. by it um the one is so amused by her tail yeah she's like I've always wanted a tail (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was the second best response after this happened the first one was oh it happened already the second one was, in my opinion, I've always wanted a tail, you know. Uh, yeah, and, and also just sort of going along with that heartwarming situation, you know, we're sort of shown in here, true friends, they'll be there for you no matter what, because mm-hmm. all of a sudden she presents herself as this red panda, or they stumble upon her as the red panda, and they're like, oh, we love you, and they give her a big old hug, and then she transforms back into her original self, yeah. and because of their kindness and their their warmth and them just showing hey we're here for you that helped sort of bring her back down and calm her down because her transitioning is involving emotion and when it gets out of control and that's one of the things it's the different calming techniques that she Mm -hmm. tries throughout the trailer I'm curious to see if they add other ones in during the film Mm -hmm. Um, but it just speaks to that you know, the ways you control your emotions, the ways you learn um, how to respond appropriately, it just takes so much time to figure out what works best for you, mm-hmm. um, especially at that age. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's kind of, you know, <laughs> trial and error a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, besides for just puberty being the factor, you also, as you're going from being a kid to an adolescent and then an adult, you know, you're having to learn how to sort of get a handle on your emotions because they can fly off the handle at any second as we sort of see where she gets upset and she throws a dodgeball like super hard at this one kid who's like hey there's your mom you know and is just sort of making fun of her about it but I feel like every child has had that dream of just one little moment Mm -hmm. they get away with that that snapping yes yes at least (laughs) 1500 of them yes um daily basis back in the day but yeah I mean I I really do think this movie has a great message because it shows that everyone is dealing with these changes that are really out of their control and it's not just their own personal changes but also things they may inherit from their family and the things that come along with that dynamic and relationship yep And speaking of family, that is one of the biggest themes in this movie. So who's better to discuss that a little bit further than a mama and her son? I have two very special friends of the podcast who sent me their review of Turning Red that I would like to share with you now. Have a listen. Hey, Kelly, thank you so much for asking for our opinion. My name is Maria and I'm here with my son, Romeo. He is eight years old. Romy, what did you think of the movie Turning Red? I thought it was a good movie. Um, I, I learned about it because it's not all about yourself. It's about your family and yourself. Uh, so that's what you got from the movie? Mm-hmm. What did you um, like in the movie? Like, Did you like the music? Yes, and I like the red panda. It's so cute. <laughs> the red panda is really cute. I really liked the boy band. The music was actually pretty pretty yeah. fun and um yeah. very catchy what was the song um that you said that you liked it was by i 
you already know it's by Four Town, and I forgot what it's called though. But it is a good song. It is a good song. Did you have any other opinions on the movie or anything else you wanted to say about? That it's not all about yourself. It's about your family and yourself. But it means that you can actually be a better person. Yeah. So I think what we both kind of got from the movie is that it's not all about yourself, but it sometimes you don't have to do exactly what your family says because sometimes you have to follow your own opinion, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we got from it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Anything else, buddy? Mm, that's all it. And I really enjoy the fact that Disney movies are no longer following that narrative of showing villains, but instead showing real life um, issues that have happened in past relationships and possibly even trying to heal the inner child while watching with your child. What else do you think, buddy? Uh, I think it's um, kind of funny because it's called Four Town, but there's five of them. Yeah, that is funny. It's called um, Four Town and there's five of them. um, Two of them are twins. They're just twins. Um, Air T, I think, and Air Z. That's pretty cool. All right, Kelly. Well, thank you so much again for asking for our opinion, and that's what we think of Turning Red. Well, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us, Maria and Romeo. You guys did a great job, and I really appreciate you doing so. Well, we've talked quite a bit about the movie, but now I think it's time to talk about some food. What do you say, Coley? Um, yeah. So our question is, during the trailer, I mentioned, you know, breakfast was being made by mom. What's your favorite breakfast, typically? So it depends on whether or not we're going traditional breakfast Mm -hmm. or what I will eat as a breakfast food. Um, If we're looking at your traditional kind of breakfast, I love like your orange cranberry muffins Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. or one of our local places makes this wonderful lemon blueberry pancake. Oh, Um, So I like kind of those citrusy cakey kind of Mm -hmm. breakfast foods and you pair that with bacon and eggs. Awesome. Now, if we're going for what breakfast food I'm going to lazily get up and make, (laughs) oh, we're talking that from the night before you go out to like your Olive Garden or your Maggiano's, Mm -hmm. you get your spaghetti and meatballs with meat sauce. Oh, that leftovers. I am heating that up in the morning. That's going to be my breakfast food. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I'm not a huge breakfast person myself. I've started to enjoy breakfast a little more, but honestly, I do more of an intermittent fasting kind of deal. So I'm typically not eating until about 11 Mm a.m. and then eating until about seven. So for me, I just sort of am like, well, let's just launch ourselves right into lunchtime or do a brunch scenario. So on a regular day, I'm going to eat something like a banana and peanut butter or a bowl of cereal Mm -hmm. or some oatmeal, you know, nothing super crazy. But if I want to, you know, have a little more of a uh, breakfast where you have to put effort into it, I'm thinking along the lines of like blueberry pancakes. I love Mm -hmm. me some waffles. I really do like a good eggs Benedict um, with some hollandaise sauce on there. Really Mm -hmm. like that. Now, if we went like really untraditional, 
Because I'm thinking like, okay, like you, I mean, we could go with the typical pizza, we could go with, you know, like a hot sandwich. Usually I will go mm-hmm. with something warm when it comes to a breakfast time eating, but not eating a traditional breakfast meal. So yeah, more along the lines of those. I think the, like the thing that was sort of the most different from breakfast, but at the same time, the most similar was like a loaded baked potato. In college, I had like a loaded baked potato <laughs> at like 10 30 <laughs> in the morning because I had it left over from the night before, which potatoes, home fries, you know, um, hash browns, all of that, but it was just in a very different form than mm-hmm. normal. So, yeah. Yeah. But how I see it is whatever floats your boat, you know, whatever breakfast just makes you happy. I mean, I, I don't mind sitting down with a, maybe a cup of coffee every once in a while or a hot chocolate and having that maybe, maybe a nice little glass of hot tea, but, um, you know, otherwise I, I typically will start my day off with some water and just, mm-hmm. you know, get, get the body going that way. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, Coley, thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Trailer Taste Test. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And thank you listeners for joining us. We appreciate you taking the time to do so. Also, our music is done by Kenny. So if you would like to check him out, you can check out Kenny Harris at Bandcamp. And also, if you would like to check us out on social media, this is how you can do so. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at FRM Podcast and email us at frmfan at gmail.com. My mother said, you know, I had a nice seventh grade girl and then she went into the dark hole vortex that is seventh grade and came out a monster. Thanks, mom.